Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When we started to get this one off the ground, there were a lot of questions. How do you record an episode? How do you get the show into all these podcast apps like Apple, Spotify, and Overcast so people can actually listen to it? I've seen some shows make a bunch of money. How can I? The answer to every one of these questions is simple. Anchor. Anchor's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. It's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use, to the point where you can pull out your phone right now and knock out a solo episode if you wanted to. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means that you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Anchor makes it easy for us to record from wherever, whenever, and not worry about unreasonable subscriptions or limits. It's the easiest platform to get your show on all bigger platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You even get to see how your show is doing per episode by how many listens you've received with Anchor's metrics. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm start to join us and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Now let's get this shit popping. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Young, Black, and Beautiful. It's me, Chris, here with my co-host, Iris. Hey. You guys, you guys enjoyed her so much last time, we just decided to make this a thing. So, <laughs> <laughs> now we're here doing the women's segment of Young, Black, and Bothered. So we'll be coming at least once a month to give you guys updates and just perspectives from the woman point of view i know i try to do that with the guys but sometimes it helps to have somebody else <laughs> but iris go ahead and give them your social media okay so you can you can find me on instagram at o iris that's o-h-i-r-i-s and on twitter at i-r-y-s-s-x underscore o-l-o-g-y I might have to change that one day soon, but for now, <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> good, good, good. So we're here September 11th. I know, like, this is a tough time for a lot of people. We all experienced it. And so, I mean, I don't know. A lot of people are trying to do, like, community service events. I know my job did a community service event as a way to give back because um, it was a tough time for a lot of us lost friends and family in that time. So any thoughts on that? Um, I know being in New York, it's a, it's a big deal um, because, well, I was like, especially where I worked at my previous job, it was like right down by um, the towers. So the students there, they would do a walk up there and everything. So it is, um, yeah, it's definitely a big deal up here, and you definitely, like, feel it in mm -hmm. there. I know one of my friends was just asking um, everybody, like, where they were um, when they found out when it happened. A lot of us were really young. I know I was in the fourth grade. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same. <laughs> I was, like, young enough to know what was going on, but not old enough to really care, I think, at the time. It's like I knew what was happening, but it was like, how would this impact me? I really didn't take that into account until I got older. I just knew, like, this isn't good. And I don't know. <laughs> so the way that they told us was very weird. Now, so the way they told us was very strange. They gathered us all in the cafeteria. And then our gym teacher just said that 
he was like, you know, those towers and the two towers in New York, well, they fell. And everybody's just like, we're like, they fell. So it's like, oh, they, I guess they just fell like, you know, on their own, just falling. But then a lot of people got, a lot of people went home. Um, a lot of people, their parents came and then like people were crying. Like our principal, actually his son, um, his son died in the towers. Mm. So, um, and then like my best friend, her mom was a, um, a, e- a EMT. So she was the first responder on site. And then like my grandfather lived like right in lower Manhattan. So it was um, some at school. It was, it was kind of weird how they explained everything because I guess like nobody knew how to tell all of these little kids what was going on. But then yeah. when I got home, it was kind of like broken down more and then you got the full idea. Then, you know, everybody remembers that loop, seeing that loop on the news over and over and over mm-hmm. again. Yeah. I think it was like really hard because a lot of, our parents in this area work in the government. So it's like, wait, they're attacking government buildings. I know my mom works for the government. I don't know what she does, but I know she's there type ordeals. Or it's just like, I don't know. It was, it was kind of like our first glimpse of dealing with some, like a crisis mode mm-hmm. that we really could experience. And I think even though we were so young, it was like a, okay, we understand this life is not going to be the same after this. Yeah, exactly. But on a lighter note, we have some New York battles going on. I know that might be a terrible transition, but battle between Miss Cardi B and Nicki Minaj. Oh, boy. (laughs) Now, okay, let me just say this. I hate it when, I really hate when girls fight over dumb shit. And I feel like this is one of those times. Like, Nikki, I don't know why she really doesn't like Cardi because it's not, it's not like Cardi's bars had, like, anything to do with Nikki's. Like, we all know Nikki was a better rapper. Cardi just fun. Like, we're enjoying her at the time right now, so I really didn't understand why. There was so much beef and animosity from the get-go. And also, I didn't understand why Cardi was letting it affect her so heavy. It was like, you're doing great things. You just had a baby. Like, you really letting this old hag. And I hate to call her old hag because she's really not even that old. But <laughs> in hip-hop years, she's, like, mad old. So it's like, why are you letting her get to you? Like, you're popping right now. You're what the people want. She's mad because you, you're what the people want. And now you're giving it to her, and they probably never going to invite you to a, a function like that again. I don't know. So here... So I don't know the real reason. I can just speculate on why Nikki has such an issue with Cardi. And I think it's like a fear of irrelevance and mm-hmm. just like being scared because Nikki Minaj has really never been one to like support and really like, like build and try to connect with like other female rappers. Like correct me if I'm wrong, but it does. Mm-hmm. I don't in the history of Nicki Minaj feel like there was ever a time when she was really like ayo like let us all female rappers get together and do this she's i feel like she's never been that person i feel like she really is in a mindset that there could only be one Mm -hmm, and that mm -hmm. she had to be top dog so then when cardi uh, at a moment when people really weren't like messing with nikki like that like i feel like nikki people were kind of like side-eyeing like in very like the whole Meek Mill moment, I feel like a lot of people <laughs> were just like over Nikki around that time. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. when Cardi coming like coming up, um, 
around that area, I think it's like oh, heavily fear-based. That's at least what I gather. Again, only speculation. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like a, like a breath of fresh air. Like, woo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. And then also, I'm trying to find the receipts of what Nicki Minaj actually said to, about Cardi's kid that made her wild out like that. Like, for me, if I'm at a setting like that, but then at the same time, we also got to think about wh- who Cardi is and where she comes mm-hmm. from. Mm-hmm. She has, she's not that far removed of where she, you know, is from. At all. We're going to keep it 100. She's from the hood. Like, you know, hood joints don't be thinking sometimes. They just like, you said this about my kid. I'm fighting you on site. I don't care where we at. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Cardi, you're at a different stage in your life right now. And that on site shit gotta go. Like you gotta hurt her pockets. Like cost her a million dollars or something. Like I don't know. To me, I was just very disappointed, and I felt like Cardi has been on the right path. You know, as improving herself for the culture that she's trying to be accepted in. Mm-hmm. And I think that. I don't think this is going to be an entirely bad look because she's still popping. Like, she just got the mm-hmm. Tom Ford deal still. Like, it's not like Tom Ford was like, you know what, Cardi, you wild out. Nah, we don't want you. No more. True. Yeah, I peeped that too. And also, <laughs> when she got escorted out, like, it's not like she got escorted out by the cops. They didn't have the cops. Like, she just got ex- escorted out. I feel like that even shows about how she is, like, um, about how they view her, how they like at least have a, some level of respect for her in the mm-hmm. industry. Is because some people they would have been like, no, we call we call on the police. Like the police yeah. are going to handle this from here. Goodbye. Like you will never be a fighting back ever. But then Nicki Minaj came back today with the receipts on the Queen Radio talking about some. Oh, you girls um, support an artist that call y'all roaches and monkeys, and I'm like. Yikes. Now she's trying to... But I don't like that tactic Nicki Minaj is using I, right now. I also don't because... Like, I saw some of, like, the Roach comments. First of all, I saw, like, some of the Roach comments. I have, like, a opinion. I, I don't necessarily think the comment of calling somebody a Roach is a racially charged comment, personally. Like, Me either. Sometimes people look like Roaches. Sometimes people dead ass look like roaches. Like, <laughs> for real. Like, cat sex, perfect example. Cat sex dead ass look like some type of, like, rodent or something. She but does. It, she does. But shit. <laughs> so, like, I feel like, and also, let's, we, Cardi B is, I think she's, like, 25. Yeah, no, she's the same age. Yes, same age as us. So, probably yeah. about to turn 20. 26. Yeah, like... So, she, so technically, she's not even off the healthcare, and y'all act <laughs> looking at her to make decisions. Like... I'm saying, like, she's still... Like, she she from the hood. She just... just We know who she is. She's never, like, fronted about who she is. She's been mm-hmm. herself on jump. And she young still, too. So, like... I don't know. It just look. It just. It just seems... Nicki Minaj coming at party the way she is just feels like like grasping at straws for relevance like because we already mm-hmm. i feel like Nicki minaj has already felt this way when she like did a hardcore transition to pop like when she was doing like mm-hmm. the pop stuff heavy like i feel like she really um was just trying to find new ways to be relevant and I, like i said like 
a lot of the issues that Reem Ma even had with her were like her not really being there supporting other women artists and mm-hmm. which I never understood why her and Remy Ma never did a track or at least like something for the New York drums. I mean, I guess like I didn't even think I didn't even understand why Nicki Minaj saw Remy Ma as a threat if we gonna keep it a hundred. Like, I was more I'm like. You trying to stop her bag for what? Like her little bag, like her little appearances with Papoos and stuff. Like that's why I feel like this is rooted in fear. That's why I feel like everything she's doing is rooted in fear and feeling like there can only be one. And she and I feel like that's a problematic way to look at it because we got a bunch of male rappers out here just coexisting, mm-hmm. making tracks, doing playing basketball games on stage doing joint projects together and stuff so it's like yo come on like getting on ig live together like the girls i don't know but you know what i do like i feel like there's a new wave coming of female rappers that are taking that cardi b stance i would say like cardi b like i like the city girls and you know their duo Mm -hmm. and um all the dolls i feel like aren't they all related like the Cuban dolls, China dolls, Ooh, Asian dolls. It's a whole bunch of dolls. I don't know if they like a family, but <laughs> I feel like <laughs> the new wave of female rappers, I don't see them going in the direction where it can only be just one. And I think, I don't know, maybe when JT come out of jail, her and Cardi, them and Cardi B going to do a song and Nikki's going to be like... Yikes. That would look. I feel like she would again. Then she gonna do something else to try to reach and be relevant. And her, that's what I feel about this song with Takahashi Teriyaki. Like I feel <laughs> like again, it's just her trying to find new ways to be relevant, which is which is fine because like I get it. Like trends, things change, so you have to like. So in the industry, it is you do have to find new rate, new ways to be relevant, but there are different ways to go about it. You could either grow um, as an artist and like find new ways and figure out new things and like, or you could just stay the same, but like mm-hmm. you just stay in the same. It's like people are like, okay, but like I saw somebody on um, Twitter said, I really used to stand for Nicki Minaj. She was saying, I really used to stand for Nicki Minaj, but I grew up, she didn't. Cause she just is like same shit, same shit that she was mm-hmm. doing all these years ago. So. Yeah, it's like, and how can you keep going for the same old thing? I mean, it's like we get bored too. Mm-hmm. That's like I don't know. Like if it wasn't for the fact that Rihanna's still putting out lingerie and makeup, I would have got bored with her ass too. Like where my music, sis? I hope mm-hmm. you hear this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really want some Rihanna music in my life, but um. Speaking of changes, okay, so we know that the U.S. Open happened this weekend, and Serena Williams was defeated by Naomi Osaka, and there was a lot of controversy with that win. So, I'm trying to figure out how I particularly feel, because I have, like, two, I have, like, two views of how I feel about this. So one, I'm like, okay, Serena, I understand that you feel like you were treated unfairly by the umpire or whatever, but I just felt like 
this was the wrong place in time to speak on it because this young girl is finally getting her shine. Mm. And I really think that she took away from that young girl's shine, regardless. And you have people going like, well, this is an issue based on sex and then they bring race into it. And I'm like, at the same time, she was still going against a black woman. Mm-hmm. And people are like, well, she's not a black woman. She's to see that. No, she still is a black woman. Like mm-hmm. whether y'all try to take that away from her or not, she's not Japanese 100%. She is still a black woman in America. If you walk down the street, you're not going to think of her as a Japanese woman. You're just not. Maybe you look at her eyes, I guess. But I just felt like the level that Serena is at, she should have known better that this was going to blow up if she took that stance. And I kind of sent, like, hinted to a sense of, like, narcissism in her for doing that. But, but I don't like, know. I feel like if you Serena Williams, you could be a little bit of a narcissist, though. Because yeah. she's, like, arguably, like, the greatest athlete. And she doesn't get... She's just now getting a piece of the respect that she deserves as um, an athlete because people don't, people weren't speaking about her um, alongside of the greats until Mm -hmm. very recently. And some could say that it's largely based because she's a woman and because she plays tennis and, you know, um, when people talk about the greats, they are speaking. They they usually speak about um, very specific, like male male athletes and male dominated sports. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can I can see why she could you know turn up here now and then because so many people do it, so many athletes do it, but there is a kind of a microscope um, on her mm-hmm. because of her because a people weren't trying to give her her flowers that that she just is now starting to get like that and two because she is a woman so as soon as a woman a woman and a man could have the same reaction and be like upset about losing but Mm -hmm. with a woman they're gonna go play the emotional card like they're gonna say like oh emotional 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 when what is it do it's still emotion still emotions they're still emotions but women always get perceived as emotional so I feel like she's in, it's an interesting position for her. Mm-hmm. And I, when you're not, when you're not used to losing like that, you know, I yeah, guess. I think that kind of, and especially, I don't think the bite like added to it. Like you saying that she's like way younger than her too. So it's like, damn, not only did you lose, you lost to this young girl. So I, I can see maybe like, this might be a little tough for you, but at the same time, you got to remember this girl looked up to you her whole life. She's literally crying on the stage because she beat you and the crowd hates her. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just really felt bad for Naomi in this circumstance. I, I definitely, you know, I can see that. I can, she, it definitely probably did. It, it likely did take away from her moment, yes. But I'm sure that it got straightened out off-site. I'm sure that, you know... Mm-hmm something happened off-site to to remedy that for her yeah but the outcomes of this we also seen that racist political cartoon that australian artists drew and i'm just like i was kind of appalled for one because they made naomi white 
I think that really grinded my gear more than anything. Because I'm like, why didn't y'all make her white? I have several issues with that. Because I saw that and... First of all, we gotta stop giving these people this pass because mm-hmm. they know they're doing racist shit when they're doing racist shit. Like, they mm-hmm. know, no, it wasn't a, oh, it wasn't like an ironic statement. No, it wasn't this and that. No, you're doing racist shit on purpose. Mm-hmm. And just because you said they were Australian, it's like, don't, like, let's do uh, Yeah, let's, mm-hmm. Forget about Australia's racist-ass history. Like, come on. Yeah, they literally sent their untouchables from London then. Right. The, the worst of the worst. And what they did to Aborigines people, like... Exactly. Ooh, don't even get me started on the racism in Australia. But... They made her hair all crazy. They made her lips all wide. Her abnormally strong. And it's just like, I understand like political cartoons are supposed to push the envelope, but in this particular instance, I feel like it was just a little bit too far. And the fact that the newspaper came back and said that they wanted to support him after what he did, like Mark Knight really needs to go down. I don't know. Again, like, we got to stop giving these people these passes because they know they're being racist on purpose. Like, you're being racist on purpose, my guy. You doing this, you know you're going to infuriate people, you know you're going to piss people off, you know you're going to make people mad, and then you'll be like, oh, no, it was just... It, it was just it's this. a joke, it's a joke. No! Fuck out of here! No! Exactly, which is terrible. So, I'm like losing track. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's so much going on. Okay, so let's tap into this. So, this week is also CBC week. And as some of you know that I work on Capitol Hill, so my phone is constantly buzzing, buzzing, buzzing. What's going on tonight? What do I need to do about X, Y, Z? And I'm like, chill. The conference (laughs) didn't even start yet. (laughs) Official lunch is like tomorrow, so we have some time. But also, speaking of CBC AOC, we want to encourage everyone to get out and vote, please, in this midterm election. I don't know if you're registered. I don't. I encourage everyone who listens to this um, show to look at your state's um, registration dates and registration policies to make sure that you are ready to vote come November. Because we want to we wanna take back the house in November. <laughs> please, if y'all tired of Donald Trump, please take care, take care of the house. Just go out there and vote. Okay, we have a lot of work to get done. Also, Iris, how was your Labor Day weekend? My Labor Day weekend was a lot of fun. And it was kind of exhausting, but it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Um, but I do like some cookouts, some parties, a lot of stuff going on up here. So mm-hmm. yeah. I had friends come up. It was fun. <laughs> oh, that's good. Like, I feel like Labor Day in New York is fun. I feel like I was here, there before. When yeah, happened. it's always a good time. Always something going on. And that's like my, <laughs> so after that weekend, I've started Silver September because went out Labor Day weekend with the bank. 
<laughs> yeah, I probably won't drink again for a while, at least probably till Halloween. I say that like CBC week isn't this week, but I probably won't be drinking this week. I'm just over alcohol. Can I just say this? Yes, I'm just really over drinking because one, I feel like the drinks are overpriced at these DC clubs and then you guys be watering it down and I get so upset that I'm paying $13 for a Henny and Coke and I got way more Coke than Henny and sometimes the Coke is diet and it makes the whole drink taste nasty and then I can't finish it. Y'all done did that to me way too many times, giving me Diet Coke when I asked for regular. So, since we're getting in, summer is almost over and we're moving into fall. We all know what that means. Cuffing season is among us, unfortunately. (laughs) And I just feel like, I just want to know, like, why is this a thing? Because I always feel like towards the end of the summer, there's constant people on your line. Just like, oh, hey, how you doing? Mm -hmm. We should get drinks sometime. Mm -hmm. What about happy hour? Oh, yeah. um, I've seen you flourishing all summer. What are you doing? Maybe we should catch up in the fall. And I'm like, okay. Are y'all just doing this because it's about to get cold? Yes, they are. And I don't know. I feel like women need to take a stand and be like, no, not today. Here's the thing, though. Okay, if I'm going to keep it 100, like, I I can see the, because, like, it's been this rain, this gloominess, this (laughs) disgustingness that's been happening. Now, I I was talking to my homegirl. She was just like, dang, like this weather, like, where's Bay? Like, I'm trying to be mm-hmm. by Buddha. And I'm like, yo, I kind of feel it. I feel that energy. But in the summer, I'm not really worried about Bitty Bitty Bum Buddha. I'm out here just like living my best life. Like, I'm really <laughs> not trying to, but as like the social calendar dwindles down in mm-hmm. the fall and it starts getting darker earlier and people really not trying to go out like that. You know, because I, I see, I get it. I feel like it's mutual. I feel like it's not as one-sided. Um, I feel like it's not as one-sided. But I will say, it is some bullshit when you ghost all summer and then pop back up at the end. That's that shit that we not about to do. Yeah. And especially if I've seen you flourishing on Snapchat and Instagram all summer. And you couldn't even hit a, a, a chick up for like, ice cream or something you know Word. we could have at least got some ice cream in the park now you talk about oh yeah lock your schedule down for me <laughs> no mm. not happening not happening but also I, I can see that because last night this is kind of funny i was in my apartment and then i saw a spider on the wall and i literally almost had a panic attack and i was like this is why I need a man. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to fucking do about this spider. And it's somewhere still in my house. I didn't, I think I killed it. Maybe. I don't know. It fell off the wall and then it went somewhere and I couldn't find it. So I just feel like I could see the need of one of somebody around, at least for companionship. And 
this hurricane weather has been an eye-opener. Like, okay, you can't just go out and, you know, flirt with a, a couple people for a few hours and then come home. It's like, no, nah, you want to stay in the house the whole time. Mm-mm. But I don't know. I'm excited. Um, I haven't really been on the dating scene so far yet, but I'm not going to say I'm totally against it. I am just now also warming back up to being on the dating scene. Like when I first moved out here, I like went real hard on the dating apps and was mm-hmm. just like, boom, okay, I'm trying to go on some dates. Cause also I was just trying to meet new people out here and everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I slowed it down. But now it's like, I'm ready. I'm like, okay, like turn switch on ready to date. But now it's like nobody pulling up. Like, um, y'all ain't see it's like the I put the open for business sign up. Like y'all ain't see like hey yo, pull up. And then <laughs> I have, like I have ever since the with Insta stories being like so popular now, DMs mm-hmm. be packed, DMs be jam-packed, DMs be full. But there is no follow-through. Like no, uh-uh. No follow-through. Like I can't tell you how many times they're like, oh, I would love to take you out sometime. What's your schedule like? I was like, oh, I'm trying to, oh, you seem like this. You seem so cool. Da, da, da. I want to, we should link up. No follow through. It's never, I don't know. I, and it's weird because that same thing happens to me all the time. I'll post like a bomb selfie or you'll see me doing something real lit. Oh man, you always having fun. I can't wait to turn up. We supposed to link. Man, we've been supposed to link for months. Months. Like, I have a thread of all endless unmade plans with this person. Mm. And I'm like, yo, like, is this like a sport? Like, ooh, dang, let me tell her I'm trying to link up because I see her looking good. (laughs) For real? Like, nah, I really got to, because there was this dude, like, and we had matched on Soul Spike when I first moved out here. So like 2016 mm-hmm. and then fell off or whatever. I guess he found my Instagram somewhere and then he would enter my DMs like every two weeks saying we should link and we never link. Okay. Like, <laughs> and I'm just like, why are you? I'm like, bro, you asked me, you asked me to link. Mm-hmm. There is a follow through and for it to happen so many times. And this isn't an isolated incident. It happens so often. Somebody, this dude, he sent me a whole dissertation on mm-hmm. like what we should do and why we should link up and how he thinks that I'm this and he thinks that I'm that. And he really wants to, you know, see what's up. And I'm like, okay, gave man's my availability. No follow through. <laughs> like, yo, you scared now? Like, you scared now? Like, I'm used that, to- That's so wild. Well. And I do one better. I met this dude not too long ago on an elevator in my building. Uh-oh. So he's like, oh, um, you live here? I'm like, what? Yeah. He's like, I've never seen you. I was like, have you seen everybody that lives in this building? I know I haven't, but I just moved here not too long ago, so maybe that's why. So then we exchanged numbers or whatever, and then I was like, okay. So he's like, yeah, um, you seem like you got your life together. Mind you, I haven't. I just started talking to him and he just met me in the elevator. So I'm like, oh, well, I'm glad I'm giving off those vibes. But yeah. So he's like, yeah, we should link. When are you free? And I said, is this a date or are you just trying to kick it? And he's like, well, what's the difference? 
I was like, well, if you're trying to date me, then you need to come correct. Like, I'm not one. I don't. I don't accept dates midweek for the weekend. Like, I expect a man to like plan this out. But that's a long. That's another story <laughs> for another time. But yeah. So he was like, okay, cool. Let's hang out on Saturday. Mind you, this was like a like a Monday. So I was like, okay, that's cool. He's like, yeah, I wanted to be a date. Saturday came. I ain't hear from this man. And, uh, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I guess, I guess that was uh, the goal here. Like, invite me out and not show up or anything, no heads up or nothing. And the crazy thing is, he texted me earlier that day and was like, "Yo, what you on?" I was like, "I'm no, in my house." Like I told you, <laughs> I would be. <laughs> And I'm just tired. I don't know. For me, I'm just tired of people saying like, oh, you don't make time for me or, oh, we never hang out when you don't have anything really planned. Oh, and my you God. just talking just to talk. Like, you really just, just talking. Talk. Um, I hate when they make you like a dude, when a dude asks me out, but then expects me to plan the entire thing. Mm, talk about it. <laughs> Like, bro, you don't got any idea? Like, nothing? Like, you you never, you don't know what a date is? You never... They really just want to show up and pay. And if that's... Okay, and that's why I'm all for if you got to show up and pay, nigga, make him pay. <laughs> if that's all he want to do is show up and pay, cool. I'm going to pick the, the, the place that you really don't want to pay for. Because <laughs> you should have been creative and picked the restaurant yourself. Now I'm going to pick just tried like you should you should have tried like where was the effort there's none like, <laughs> then they're like dang all these girls wants to spend a nigga money well, all you want to do is be lazy so right? like the ball was in your court my guy try you should have tried <laughs> it's it's and honestly it's cheaper to be creative yep it's way more cheap like i i know this guy we went on a museum date and i it was literally so much fun, and we didn't spend money the whole time. Everything we did was free, and it was so much fun, but he actually planned it. It wasn't like, hey, just showed up. Mm. Oh, no. Like, hey, where do you want to eat? Like, okay. And I get it, because I have dietary restrictions, and, like, I've had instances where, like, I, d- I met a dude like out of town and then he comes to New York and then it's like, oh, where do you want to go? But I still, it's like, I still don't want to do it. Like I still, like I want you to at least kind of try. Cause I've done the whole thing before where I had somebody come visit me and I do the whole grandiose welcome to New York tour. Like, hello, I'm your tour guide. Mm-hmm. And, and I do all of that, but it's just like, hey, yo, you asked me out. Like when it, and like then, you damn near want an Airbnb check for an experience. That's it. <laughs> exactly. Like, and I went, so there was this dude, I met him out of town. He came here to visit me. I showed him a wonderful action packed New York city time. I went down to visit this man. All he ever asked was, so what you want to do? So what you going to do? Nigga, I've never been here. I don't know what there is to do. <laughs> <laughs> did you not like you knew i was coming for weeks did you not plan anything nothing uh, one thing like can anything. i get a walk to the park what's the best barbecue spot in town uh, <laughs> i had to drag homie to the beach we were in florida and i had to like persuade homie to go to the beach like <sighs> mm. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm I'm tired of lazy dates too. Oh, or like I mm, another thing that I'm getting sick of is the finesse dates. Hmm. Elaborate. Okay, so I don't have a problem with like, you know, using like certain aspects or connections as a way to, you know, make the experience better. But if we always gotta go to your homie spot because you know the homie there, come on now. Like <laughs> I just wanna go outside of that. Like I'm tired of seeing your homie every time we go out. Like, oh yeah, you know such and such. Yes, I know him. I saw him last week. <laughs> and it like I said, the finesse days are cool. That's what you do when when somebody is officially your girlfriend. And they like lock down. It's like okay, we could go pull up on the homie, and then they know us as a couple. But if you're still trying to like pursue me, I'm not trying to just pull up to your homie's fire yeah. or come to like an event you working at. Like I, oh, oh my god, I hate that too. Like I love that. <laughs> I know this one dude who does like political like events and stuff like that. This man. Oh, yeah, I got this whole evening plan. Boy, you want me to be your date for these events? No. <laughs> this is not planned. This is not for us. This is for you. I'm tired of that. Like, a reception is not a date. You heard it here first. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, come on, fellas. Like, can you try? Like, can you try? Like, I feel like they just think just asking on a date or just existing is enough. And it's just mm-hmm. like, it's so, it's so sad that the bar is that low for these niggas. Like, it's so sad. Like, mm-hmm. like it's like I pulled up. What do you want me to do? It's like, I, I'm, I'm paying. Like, oh, I'm here. Like, I asked you. It's just like, bro, like, why is the bar so low? What type of, what type of people you've been dealing with that set the bar so low? So freaking low. And I just think, it's just the overall standard. And I think in D.C., women are just, I mean, the men here are just so used to women waiting on them hand and foot or telling them directly, this is what I want you for. And they just accept that, that the dynamics of dating is just totally different. Mm. It's like, it's weird because you'll have an instance where you'll like meet a guy and they're like, okay, my girl, she got a good job. She's going a lot going for herself, got her own spot, got her own car, whatever. I don't got to do nothing. She good. It's like, no, just because I'm good. Don't mean that I don't want to be better. Like word. I don't, I don't understand why. Because I'm in a good situation, I have to get treated in a, like, a, like a box, like, oh, you take care of yourself. I don't need to do shit because I know you take care of yourself. Like, no, I want, I want like, gifts, too. I know I could buy them myself, but why? Why? Why do I need you for? What do I need you for? Like, I don't know. It, again, goes back to just, like, yo have some put forth some effort like yo if you're trying to date me put forth some effort like do something because i can like 
you know, find what I need elsewhere. If you're not going to put forth an effort, make me feel like I ain't shit. Like, right. Yeah. And it's not even like I'm on some gold digging shit because like, that's just not my MO at all. But I feel like it shouldn't be like far extremes. Like if you want a man to take care of you, you shouldn't be um, labeled as a gold digger. And if you like a man to do things for you, you shouldn't be like labeled as a woman who don't want to work for nothing. Like, Mm-hmm. Just like I would want to spoil my partner as well. If I'm doing well, I want to take him out. I want to say if he wants uh, to go to a show, I'm going to look for his favorite artist and things like that, you know, because I would like to show my appreciation. But don't nobody want to show your appreciation for somebody who just like, yo, pull up to the crib. Exactly. Exactly. A word. What are we doing? And then mm-hmm. when you say like, all right, I'm done with this. Then they want to be like, man, you don't want to hold a man down. It's like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I just really feel like that is an issue we have in this community, especially in D.C., because too many women are successful and used to babying these these dudes out here. Mm. But how is, like, dating in New York? Would you say, like, women are more, like, in control? <sighs> And I have, so me and my friends, we all are going through, we, we all more or less go through similar things where it's like, because I guess there's just so many more women out here, dudes feel like they, they could just like, they don't have to do much. And they know that um, a lot of women are just out here like looking for their parts because it's like a type of city where the I guess the culture of the city isn't that of settling down and I feel like okay. that that a lot of people get um out here so we'll have women who are you know who want to try to find like you know like partners and we'll have a bunch of men who are just like I'm in New York what would I do that for I feel like that's kind of what the vibe is out here but granted I do know um, so quite a few of my friends, my male friends out here are in relationships, but I will say, yeah, quite a few of them are actually, um, in relationships, but there are the others who are just like, mm, I'm actually just seeing what's up or like, they always feel like, because it's also like the nature of the city. Again, I know it's similar in DC where people are like, like they're like really hungry, always looking for like the next step or trying to like be better and try to advance more in their careers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they feel like they're never in a position where they're ready to settle. Cause it's like, oh, well, once I get this, then I'll be good. And then I'll think about settling down. Or, yeah. And then oh, there's always like another step exactly. to the ladder. Mm-hmm. So I'm still trying to figure it out. Cause I feel like it's changed. Like the, the longer I'm out here, the older I get, mm-hmm. um, the more I see like my friends who are older, like in their, later 20s early 30s and like what they're experiencing i'm like um is it gonna change is anything gonna change or is it just about to be the same like do i gotta move to i don't know the south right (laughs) the south but like do i gotta move to the south or be single until i'm 40 just go get a husband and come back (laughs) yeah that's that's like whenever i feel like kind of down i like think of it like when i watch insecure remember that Issa and molly are 30 yes so i'm 26 and going through the same bs so maybe i'm on the right path (laughs) maybe i just ain't get there yet (laughs) 
I'm over here just thinking like, cause I'm okay. So in the schema insecure, I'm definitely more on the Issa side when it comes to like career and like trying to, but I'm more on like the, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm on the Molly side when it comes to Dane cause I am fucking no married man. But <laughs> like, I think that at least like Issa had like a five-year relationship at least granted it was like a mediocre ass relationship but she loved loved him and everything but Mm -hmm. he at least Mm -hmm. had that I'm over here sitting here thinking about like um I have not had an adult relationship I am 26 years old this math um what trajectory am I on then I just try to like not think about it (laughs) it starts to get a little bit I'm kind of like glad that, well, not glad, but kind of upset that I did like experience a relationship. I kind of wish I didn't because I feel like going in blindly is the best way to do it mm. in your adulthood. Like, it's just zero expectations. Because it's like, okay, once you've been in a few relationships, you're like, all right, I know how this is kind of supposed to do. But at the end of the day, all relationships are different. Like, it's mm-hmm. no, this is how it's kind of supposed to go because you're dealing with a totally different person. So it's like, damn, I'm so used to being in a relationship that was structured like this, and I don't want you doing X, Y, Z. But at the same time, I have to realize, like, you're not that person who mm-hmm. I was dating before. But And I have to accept that. But at the same time, it's like, once you've been in a relationship, you start to build certain standards that may not coincide with the same person, mm-hmm. with a new person, I should say. Yeah. But I feel like, yeah, like if you never experienced that, it's like, hey, the playing field is clear. I can, I'm winking it with this person. He don't know nothing. I don't know nothing. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Because I'm over here just thinking, it's like, do I? I'm like, if I were to get into a relationship next week, would I even know how to? Like, I'm just like, is it even like, what is what is a relationship even? Like, dating, because I see so many, I see a lot of, I have mostly like anecdotal and like objective observational research when it comes to actual relationships and dating as an adult woman. And the they look a little messy. <laughs> like, as an outsider looking in, I'm like, ooh, y'all, mm, I ain't, Mm, maybe I'm good where I'm at. <laughs> mm, yeah, definitely. So, I just got a weird text message. <laughs> Somebody just texted me and said that they love me. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Are you being serious? This is a joke. <laughs> I don't want to laugh because, like, damn, homie, you, that's one of my friends. But I don't know. I hope it's like some brotherly love type shit. <laughs> he's going to listen to the podcast and be like damn you make it funny yeah. uh, I'll be like, no names no names no face no <laughs> no nobody knows you boy <laughs> so um power have you caught up on that i'm not caught up on power but it has, it has been spoiled for me all. well because you know i'm always on instagram so it's really oh. been spoiled for me with the memes and stuff already <laughs> And I know the big question that everybody has, or the thing that people are making a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Projections, I guess, about. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, it's Angela's better not. 
Yeah. I think point, she's 100% dead, but... <laughs> at that point, this nigga came in back to life after all. Yeah, that's... Mm, yeah, that's true. Anything. I was thinking about that, too. That man, Kenny, came through a fire in a building that was bolted up. And he... was he shot and stabbed? Oh, that shit pissed me off. I remember seeing that and being like, hey, yo, nah, they got a show. Like, y'all got a show. So I, um, I'm gonna say this. Everything happened what I wanted to happen. Like I really been wanting Angela to get popped for a minute, but I didn't want her to go out like this because yeah. she was starting to change. She was finally starting to become somebody I liked. <laughs> damn, that's how they do it. And then boom, right in right in the chest. I was like, dang, she's probably dead now. But Tommy. <sighs> Dang, I wish I could really talk about this. <laughs> right? Because I'm like, Tommy's, Tommy just got to go. That's all I'm going to say about him. Damn, I just saw He today. really got to go. Oh, damn. Really? My man's Tommy got to go? Tommy is the worst on the show right now. What? <laughs> Tommy's worse than Dre right now? Yes. And I hate Dre. I hate Dre. But Tommy oh is worse God. than Dre. Like, he literally is the worst person oh, ever. Man, worse than Tariq? Mm, debatable. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, even Tariq was loyal to Candace. So, yeah, Tommy ain't loyal to nobody. Damn, ever since he lost. Not once. He wasn't even loyal to her. He's not loyal to nobody. Damn. Okay, I'm gonna catch up now. Like yeah. I just saw today that this was on a dock, and I'm like, damn. I only saw like one episode of Power from this season. But uh-huh. did you see Insecure this week? I absolutely did. And, <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Can we get your take? Okay. 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 Wait. Where are we starting? Where are we starting? Um, first, let's start at the beginning. Okay, so Issa and her newfound boyfriend, and now she ain't got no job, but you know. Oh, in uh, the beginning, she wasn't getting texts back, or like, he didn't hit her up. Yeah, he didn't hit her up, but she didn't send him a text. So, Woody, how do you feel about that? Because I know I get anxiety about shit like that as well. <laughs> I do, too. I feel like she should have sent the text, but the text definitely shouldn't have said, Oh, I haven't heard from you. It should have just been like, a, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah, like the "Oh, I haven't heard from you" makes you sound like you was waiting on him. Yeah, and you don't want no man to think that you're waiting on him, even if you are. Like, no, are. <laughs> no. You be like, "Hey, how's it going? Busy week?" Mm-hmm. Something, anything. Even up to anything, but oh, why haven't I heard from you? Even Where you been? Even though we have all felt that. Like, we have all felt that, but you can't say that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she didn't, she wasn't getting the text back. And then she finally seen him out, and he like, yo, basically, my bad. <laughs> and I felt like he was a little too nonchalant about that, but okay, I guess she, she it's still, like, young in mm-hmm. a relationship, so mm-hmm. you really don't know him to be yeah, it's not even a relationship Trifling. right now. This should be. Right. This is an intro to a fling. It's like it became a fling this episode. Oh, so you think it's turning into fling status, not you got girl status? Yeah, it's Ooh. definitely not. Definitely not. It's definitely fling status. Like, I don't know, though. You can't take him seriously. He light skin with light eyes. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh like my double, God. double demon. Like double demon. I agree. Double demon. Yeah. <laughs> and like, because so, like something we 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 could peep. Something's not all the way. Something about him is like I don't want to say it's off per se, but he's not to be trusted a hundred percent at this juncture. He's I feel like not. he's gonna be like one of those dudes who's gonna be like, but you ain't my girl though. Oh, <laughs> triggered. He's um, gonna be a you ain't my girl though ass nigga. That's what he about to be. They gonna have a great time. Be. She's gonna he's gonna do XYZ, make her feel like she's the greatest person when she's around. And then she gonna catch him doing some BS and he's gonna be like, Why you tripping? I'm trying to figure out what it cause like he already said that he's been dropping clues because he he said that whole thing like, oh, when he left Houston or whatever. He, well, oh, no, he never really answered the question about when his last relationship was. Mm-hmm. He never answered that question. Uh, and that's something that I peeps because, like, I've been in a situation where dude avoided that question before and then ended up going back to his ex, like, two weeks later. But, um, mm. like, so that is a little bit i'm not gonna say it's a red flag it's like a pastel pink flag like it's it's maybe something um that and then when he was just like oh i didn't want to seem too i didn't want to seem pressed or whatever i kind of want to call bullshit like i kind of want to call bullshit like i do think that he is interested in her i definitely think that it's like fling ish but this ain't a relationship and i need Issa to be smart Yes, she's too caught up in the honeymoon of it. She way too caught up a little too early. It's like, sis, mm-hmm. come on, I want better for you. I want better for you. But I also feel like this relationship is a breath of fresh air because absolutely, she, she's been like, you know, through the whole Daniel thing. And you know, people are quick to double back to the past when they feeling like they lonely. And yes. I feel like that's what it was with Daniel. It's like, I always got him in the back pocket. Let me call mm-hmm. him up. And that wasn't fair to him because he really did care about her. And so it was just like, all right, that was fucked up on on her side. But at the same time, she was dealing with Lawrence and she was in that long relationship. And she probably like didn't feel comfortable even dating other people she's known. Like it's so much easier Mm -hmm. to go with somebody like you dealt with. They know you. You've had sex with them. You don't have to learn how to have sex with them. Like, it's just a, a easier situation than, hey, here's this new person I got to get all accustomed to all over again. And I think that's why a lot of people double back to the same situations because it's really less work. It's <laughs> less work. It's familiarity. It's like, because so many people, I'm just like, what? I feel like so, so many people boomerang, like, are constant boomerangers and it's just like yo you left that in the past for a reason like why are you up in this old shit mm-hmm. but um real quick about the whole Issa and the whole with the whole Daniel thing when like he had feelings for her but she was just kind of like using him as a rebound or like a security blanket I will say that I will say that when hello yeah (laughs) i got a phone call i'm like um i will say that women we have a tendency because of the way that men like to act like they don't have feelings because men like to do stuff like that 
Mm-hmm. We have a tendency to sometimes treat them like they don't have feelings, even though we know that they low-key hack you do, but it's like, you want to act like you don't have feelings? I'm going to treat you like your feelings don't matter. Um, I'm, I'm a victim of that. I mean, not a victim, but I've definitely done Guilty. Like, I'm like, I'm guilty. guilty. I'm guilty of that shit, too. It's like, you want to act like you don't got feelings? I'm going to treat you like you don't got feelings. No one's going to be like, like, why you be telling me X, Y, Z, or why you doing <laughs> Because you don't care, right? Right, you don't care. You don't care, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's like our little petty move in the back. Like, I know I can always get them on this. (laughs) But then, I don't know. I just like the excitement of it. Like, her and this new guy, they're doing, like, outrageous things. Like, definitely having sex on the Ferris wheel Coachella was crazy to me. Because I've seen it. And I was like, yo... I don't know if I could have did that, but I could definitely see if you could get it in one to see what happened. Like, I don't know. That Ferris wheel thing. That was like, I was like, no, nah, bucket list. Like that, that, that was. It's that like, was whoop, 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 real quick. <laughs> and you know what? The, the crazy thing is, it's so big that you could do it. Like all that is logical. Like it could happen, but. I don't know. Now everybody's about to be fucking on the Coachella. Exactly. <laughs> next Coachella. Like, watch out, Brenda. Bring your hands in tie some Clorox wipes when you get on that Ferris wheel. I'm trying to go back to Coachella this year, too. I've already been putting that in the, in the works. I'm like, yes, this is the move for me. But, and okay, so we're going to talk about the, uh, the, the, the bang, bang. Mr. Lawrence, uh, like a deer in the headlights. Damn, Issa, you look good. Let me tell you. <laughs> I feel so triggered by that scene mm. because it <laughs> is just like a dude to have that spidey sense as soon as you're not thinking about him, as soon as you have some new work, as soon as you're happy without him, pops the fuck back up. Pops One and the all. fuck back uh. <laughs> and you're like, damn, B. Like, and it's like and all I those feelings rush to you too. Exactly, and it's just like, Bruh, I was good. <laughs> Why? Like, bro, you could have stayed missing, my guy. You could have stayed missing. Thing. Like, I was so triggered by that moment. I was really just, I threw a whole zipper tissue after. I was like, yo, she was chilling, kicking it, being like naked in the pool and having Ferris wheel sex with this light skin <laughs> man. And then all of a sudden, here comes Lawrence, all goofy looking ass. And I used to think that Lawrence was attractive. Now he's just goofy to me. Like, like, yeah, he's just so goofy. Like, hey, Issa. Makes sense. Like, that would be like seeing my ex-boyfriend. I'm like, oh, God. Like, no. I ain't yeah. trying to see you. But, but you know, you still got... I'm, I'm like, really... I'm really interested to see what Issa's going to do next because, you know, Issa... I feel like, Issa, we were just talking about the whole familiarity and, like, going back to what's comfortable. Yeah, like, she's definitely going to still... And she's going to be, like, to a new boy, like, I mean, we have histories. Like, no. Just don't, because you have history with a person doesn't mean, like, keep using that as an excuse to be detrimental to yourself. Really? Like, what the fuck is history? Shit. A lot of shit is history. That don't mean we got to go back to it. Shit, slavery a part of history. That don't mean we got to go back to it. Right. 
don't see nobody really wanting to pick cotton. Right? Like, history, <laughs> like, no, keep pushing forward, upward and onward, my good sis. Like, come on. Don't. But I think that goes back to everybody, like, kind of wanting a fairy tale story. Like, oh, I've been with such and such for years and years and years. Like, no. That, some of these marriages that have lasted for years are because they're toxic and nobody can walk away. Toxic, codependent, them. just like, um, again, like just caught up in the familiarity. They don't want to give each other room to grow. They don't want to grow. Like, Mm-mm. the shit not, shit not always sweet. Okay? Like, yeah. I don't know. I just couldn't imagine. Like, the older I've gotten, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not wasting no time on no history, relationship. So many other things to build, and life is only but so long. So mm-hmm. you're like, hey, history, no. No. But I do I'll hope she really learns from this and doesn't double back to Lauren's, but knowing her, she probably will. She definitely is going to know. <laughs> Hashtag Team Nansford. And Molly's a mess right now. I don't really know what's going on with her. She Molly just... <sighs> <laughs> She created more static at her job. She, oh, we we see that Dro's gonna be in the next episode. So I don't know what his really. Is. I didn't even see the preview. Mm-hmm. He gonna be because I I was kind of waiting for the Dro and Molly messiness. Like I was waiting for it. Um, I'm I'm here for it, but I also want Molly to just be smart. But it's like I feel like I don't know. I don't know what Molly is doing if she's just like, because we know that she wants to like find somebody, but she's mm-hmm. also at the point where she's like in a career transition and she's trying to navigate that and yeah. balancing the two can be very difficult. And I mm-hmm. think that's part of the reason why she was just sticking with the drug thing again, with the comfort, the familiarity for, with what is easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope she finds herself a nice man and she stops being ridiculous because she was over here a while in that Coachella she talking def- to that. She definitely was spilling her whole heart and soul. Yes. Uh, and I don't know, the whole Dre and Molly thing, oh, Dro, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I call him Dre. But um, his name is Dro, but anyway. I'm like, what is she trying to get out that situation? Because it's not like y'all could ever be together. Exactly. So that's where I'm like, He's not even looking for a divorce. It's not even like a situation where he's separated mm-hmm. and looking for di- like he's getting a divorce and there's a possibility that one, y- one day y'all could be together. They're in a happy marriage that's open, supposedly. Mm-hmm. So what do you, you want to gain? All you getting is dick yep. and hugs at night and him showing up in your apartment because he got a key, which is creepy. <laughs> that shit was weird as fuck. Like, yeah. First of all, why oh, the hell she so right? The shit, just looking do goofy. Oh, real goofy. And she gave him so much like impact in her life. Like, she really opened too many doors. I felt like, mm-hmm. and it got to a point where she's gonna have to. She's gonna regret that. I feel like absolutely. But we'll see what's going on. And then her whole thing with the black firm, white firm. I just think that's a little bit of spoiledness, but she should have did all that research before she left. And even I feel like we all do this thing where we sensationalize the next step or like a move when it comes to a job or when it comes to a career. I know I recently, um, like I am going to be six months at my current job. Mm -hmm. And like, I was 
was talking to my friend about this is like, you're always going to have issues. They're just going to be different. Like, that's what I think the whole like black firm, white firm thing. It's like, it's just different levels of issues. And it's like, what type of issues are you more comfortable with? What type of problems are you like, do you feel um, better dealing with? Right. You know? Exactly. Like I look at my office that I work in now, it's like different from the office that I worked for prior to like, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Our issues really aren't the same issues. There's no drama. Like I've never heard any like drama amongst mm-hmm. my coworkers. Mm-hmm. It might be drama against the work that we're doing. Like we're tired of this agency doing X, Y, Z, but it's never like, man, such and such think they cute. Like what? Hold up. Yeah. Why does that even matter in the workplace? But I also think that was like a lot of people at my other job, I felt like was bored sometimes mm-hmm. yeah. because it was nothing to do. Everybody was just doing the same routine thing. So of course I felt like drama was inevitable. I I just look at the whole Molly transition thing as something she'll get over like like yeah you gotta realize where you at at the same time like like you're expecting a multi-million dollar firm to do the same thing as a million dollar firm it's not gonna be the same (laughs) but okay so I guess we're gonna wrap it up this week um and we'll close out with what is bothering you (laughs) okay what is bothering me so boom what's bothering me is the overall entitlement that men feel towards women and their bodies so this goes this is like a super like layered thing that starts from that has so many different, that manifests itself in so many different places and spaces and things. Um, It's just like, hey, yo, why do you think that it's okay? Why do you think that like women owe you this? Like, why do you think that you are entitled to women in like, in like our beings? Like what makes you think that you like, that you deserve this like what like where does this entitlement come from and it's like even to even on like a grander scale with just like men feeling like they have like rights to control like what women do with our bodies like Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. just in in even smaller scale things when like when you're walking down the street and then like a guy thinks that he could just like touch on you it's like hey yo and then they look at you crazy when you snap on them like that and then the fact that they look at you crazy when you snap on them like that just shows like wow this entitlement shit is rooted so deep like why do you think that you have the right to why do you think that you are owed anything like why do you think you are owed like my interaction like my presence me just like why do you think that you are entitled to this like what's good with you Mm-hmm. And that shit. And like just the way that like and then when you again when you say when you say no or when you walk away or when you don't engage or when you like are busy or it's like the anger and like just getting so like angry, getting so upset, or just like thinking that it was okay in the first place, it's like, bro, like you're not entitled to shit here, my guy. Right, like, exactly. 
so yeah that's been bothering me like always and forever especially when it was real especially in the summer coming off of the summer and like the street harassment just being at like all-time highs and shit Mm -hmm. Just overall, just the entitlements that men feel over women and our beings and our bodies and us. I'm sick of that shit. It's bothering me. Mm, I like that because that is so annoying. I hate being touched. (laughs) And dudes always feel like they can put their hands on me for whatever reason. I was at this function recently and this dude was like, came up and grabbed my face. And I like smacked him because I'm like, why are you touching my face? Of all things, like, what's good with you? Like, why do you think that you walking down the street? First of all, I watch a lot of Law and Order SVU. I I'm scared. Like, you over here just grabbing, like, trying to like grab all up on me in the street. Like, I'm scared. I did not welcome your hands upon me, sir. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, you are a stranger. You are a stranger in the street and i'm not talking about times because you know like i'm not talking about like in a party or a certain setting where there's like a social contract that it's kind of like okay or that you might think it's okay i'm talking about like on the street or like places that just like no like what's good like you over here following me you over here like chasing me down it's just like why do you think that you deserve like my interaction you are a stranger you're fucking scary now you're even scarier like why are you touching leave me alone <laughs> that's definitely that's definitely a, a a factor that needs to be changed because people just I don't know I don't know men just be tripping 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 alright so what's bothering me I would have to say what is bothering me are these guys with these unrealistic ex- expectations mm. and then coming back and marrying or dating or being with somebody who looks nothing like that <sighs> i can't stand a man that's always projecting my girl gotta look like xyz she gotta be fit she gotta be flawless she can't wear no makeup she gotta be this that the third and the bitch you with look like shrek so like, what are you talking about? Like, uh, like, yo, are you just talking all, just to talk? Like, I don't I know. Like, I feel like sitcoms and like cartoons and shit gave these men like unreal. Did you know how like they have the sitcoms with like the really like like fat or like average looking regular ass guy, but then he got like some like badass wife, and mm-hmm. it's just like. Uh, it's just like you think it's like your expectation versus your reality it's really wild how it's really wild how that happens so wild like I've heard dudes say yeah my girl gotta be the baddest and then I see the joint you taking home look it's scary and I'm like okay weren't you just preaching the main one preaching your girl has to have these unrealistic expectations so you're like you'll say this in front of women and then some of these girls will come back and feel some type of way like dang i gotta do this i gotta do that to even get noticed by a man but really these men are out here preaching a false narrative because that is not what they end up with ever at all like so i just want y'all to know like girls who are out there looking in the mirror there is nothing wrong with you somebody will 
love you for what you look like and don't listen to these fake unrealistic expectations from these dudes that don't do nothing but wear lace front beards and <laughs> talk shit on Twitter. Like, because no. And they, they don't even, you don't even have a shape up that's uh, fresh. But you going to tell a girl if I can see your lace front, I don't want her. Like, what? If I can see the crookedness of your shape up, I don't want you. <laughs> this is that entitlement shit. Like, I don't know what. And, so, like, I feel like because we live in this, like, misogynist, patriarchal society, it's like dudes automatically feel like they are levels above what they actually are. And it's just like, and meanwhile, you have, like, women, like, doing all of these things, getting all these surgeries, starving themselves or whatever to look like these like unrealistic expectations because they feel like because they feel like this is what we need to look like while these dudes over here looking like what the fuck and it's just like it's it's mind-boggling to me yo ask Mm -hmm. a series of dudes like what they rate themselves on a scale of one to ten and then ask a series of women and then it'll you'll be very it'll be very interesting what you find you will find (laughs) that dudes who look like Yoda. <laughs> I'm going to start this as a poll as soon as I'm done with this. Dude, rate yourself from 1 to 10. Dude, no, this is what you should do. All right, boom. On the little, <laughs> do the little sliding meter thing, right? And then be like, where do you rate yourself? This being like with the, you know, you know what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. rate yourself on levels of attractiveness. Do that and then look at the results and you will see men overall no matter how fucked up they are in the face no matter how <laughs> they will be on the lower end of the scale and then you'll have some very very pretty women who think that they're lower on the scale I like no <laughs> watch you gonna have views I'm a 10 boy you like a 5.5 watch no watch boy you like a 3 and a half <laughs> like we about to do this experiment. Yes, so we, we do. That would be good. And we will come back with the with results. The results. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. That's it. And remember, you can follow me at Chris Cash DC on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow Iris at O Iris O H I R I S on Instagram and Irisology I R Y S S X underscore O L O G Y on Twitter because I'm difficult. Yes, and remember to check out the Young Black Pod page as well and keep up to date and catch us next week. We'll be back with me, Greg, CJ, Tony, and Q. And I can't wait to hear from y'all. Bye. Bye.